And we're back in. We're back in. Wait, are we back in or are we in for the first time? No, we're... Um, I think we're in for the first time. You know, it could be either. And the best time. And no one would ever know, because we can edit this as we please. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should And we're it. back. For the third time. <laughs> My God. Or the hundredth. You don't know. <laughs> it could be a million. Can we'll we, find out. Can we edit out everything Kyle says? I would prefer that. That does sound kind of fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. Just a non-Kyle episode would be great. The good news about that is that I am the judge today, and I've already deducted five points from your score. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so far ahead. Yeah. Idiot. No. All right. Well, um, <laughs> uh, today on Test of Character, we will be uh, first covering news. Just little tidbits I found. Uh, second, we'll be doing the actual test of character that we're Which doing. Which is what? What is the test of character? Can you explain that? In- oh my god, I would love to. What a great question to ask, actually. <laughs> uh, test of character is, we will be deciding pop culture characters that we will transition or make in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Um, we will decide the level. And the character beforehand, and then two of us will build what they feel is the best version of that. And then the third person will judge the other two on how competent they are at this. Um, Today, that's me. Today, that was Cal Brower. Um, And they will grade it on four criteria. Uh, We have uh, combat effectiveness, out of combat effectiveness, uniqueness... And trueness to character. Boom shakalaka. That's the one. I also have a tra- tiebreaker prepared. God, I love that. We love breaking the Also, rules. if you remember, trueness to character was pretty important. Won me the last match. Won me the previous <laughs> what match. What won you the previous match was Carl not wanting a tie, giving you a sympathy trueness of character point, and then having an arbitrary tiebreaker in place. I don't know if that would happen. You'll see how a proper judge does it today. Oh my god. Five points off your next time. Uh, no, so let's go ahead and introduce ourselves real quick. I think we already had I'll, Kyle Brower, the judge over there. Kyle Brower, uh, I work in marketing, so I play a lot of D&D to compensate for the soul-crushing uh, aspects of that job. God, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel you. Um, you over here? Eric Schulteis here. Another play week this week for me. I love to go up 2-0, and I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you prepare that. <laughs> I like how you had to convince yourself that you weren't scared. I didn't have to convince that makes me pretty. That makes me feel pretty safe about me crushing you over here. And I am your uh, mm-hmm. intrepid host, Carl Onsgaard. Um, yeah, because I'm better than you, you know? Sorry, that's what it means. What I promise. Means? <laughs> don't look it up. I promise. I'm gonna have to look that up. Ask the judge. <laughs> intrepid is I don't like think that's what it means. Cautious. Hmm. It's mm. a, not a very good word. Gung ho. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with gung ho. Let's gung see. Gung ho let's, is like the opposite of. Let's that. see what Kyle says. I, I. So you said I didn't think that's what it meant, and I was yeah. Carl is some. It's, it means fearless. There it is. And adventurous. Oh, really? Because yeah. I'm not scared of Eric. Okay. I guess I need to uh, brush up on my vocabulary. Uh. <laughs> oh, 
He had to look it up himself. <laughs> what was your major again, for the record? <laughs> oh, I was an English major undergrad. We study lots of grammar and vocabulary. <laughs> just kidding, you don't do any of that in English. You don't do anything, really, as an English major. Just drink a lot. Yeah, oh. fellow English major, oh. I can confirm. <laughs> I mean, we all here really use our majors. Really, well. I'm a biology major, so man, I'm crushing it with that one. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, let us uh, dip into our first section here real quick, and it's going to be the news. Tabletop RPG news. Everyone, prepare. This is this is Eric's trial run on our little news segment jingle. Test of character. The news. Ooh, I like that. That was good. Came in with the. I was about to be like, that wasn't the news, but you came in at the end and saved yourself. A little smooth little baseline underneath that. It's perfect. A little Seinfeld baseline. Yeah. Okay. um, So, (laughs) for news today, um, as per usual, I just kind of pick out stuff that catches my eye. This is by no means a comprehensive list of tabletop RPG news. Um, the first one I found is that this is news to me, so this was kind of fun. Um, there's something called Pathfinder for Savage Worlds, and it is the Pathfinder world and adventure paths converted towards Savage Worlds, which really? I thought was a lot of fun because Savage Worlds doesn't really have its own kind of lore world as much as a Pathfinder. The in-depthness of Pathfinder is way bigger. I didn't think people cared enough about Savage Worlds to do that. Well, I'll let you know they do, because Rise of the Rune Lords has already been funded a while ago, and Curse of Strahd is now in Kickstarter and almost funded. Do lots of people play Savage Worlds? I thought we were, like, the only people that did. Enough people play Pathfinder and Savage Worlds to get these both Kickstarter things going and launched and finished, so... Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe we will have to have that one episode where we make some Pathfinder characters and Savage Worlds characters, you know? Yeah. Man, uh, yeah, uh, that to me completely <laughs> defeats the purpose of Pathfinder, which is that it's complex. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, guess, I mean, I guess if you really like the worlds, um, which what's the one that we played in? Um, in Savage Worlds? Yeah, uh, no, in Pathfinder. Pathfinder. We just kind of did the regular jazz. I think we did a run. Well, you had a map Wars. of a world, I remember. Oh wow, I want to get into that. That is not Pathfinder. That is Iron Kingdoms, which is an even less talked about and played RPG system. Oh, so it was a okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It was yep. an Iron Kingdoms map, but you played. We played the Pathfinder in system. Pathfinder. Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah, the difference is like I know Pathfinder has all these weird, like, like rules and niche rules you can, like, really make your character strange and unique. And I feel like Savage Worlds is just that without the rule framework on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You can definitely make unique characters in Savage Worlds, and you can build, you know, your own rules to go along with whatever world you're doing, and it's really good for, like already created worlds like Harry Potter and other things that we've played in it. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the Marvel. But yeah, yeah. it's very Song of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones yeah. played in it as well. Yep, 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 all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know, it seems kind of interesting. I had no idea it existed and those are the two other real systems I played besides Dungeons and Dragons, so it's kind of funny that they've been doing this in the background Combined. and didn't realize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um, beyond that, this is a little less TTRPG news and just more kind of fantasy pop culture news. The, uh, trailer, the second trailer for the Rings of Power 
um, came out a few days ago. Have you guys seen the trailer yet? Uh huh. I have not. What did you What do you think over there? I thought it looked. If I'm thinking of the right trailer, I looked a lot better than the first trailer. Yeah. It, like just physically looked better. The yes. first one looked like The Hobbit, and it was a CGI mess. I thought. Yeah. So well, this one looked it? a lot better, but I don't know. Uh, God, and I love about the Lord the of the Rings. Hobbit. I just the the like, I hope it's 70s good. I'll version I hope it's of good. the Hobbit. What are you talking about? No, like the new no, movies. No, it looks like the Wait, Peter Jackson's Hobbit. Oh my God, he's, <laughs> Peter he's, Jackson made he's, three pret- he's pretending they don't exist. I get it. I get it. I get it. Because they were so fucking garbage. Okay, so here we go. Let me let me weigh on this real fast. So what I found it was hilarious because I had to go search up this trailer. <laughs> Did so you watch all of them? I watched the first one, which was very mediocre. I watched half of the second one with. Cumberbatch has the dragon and could not get through it. Turned it off. Uh, I didn't watch any the of Hobbit them. The is like a 200-page book. How are you making three... I watched a supercut of all three movies put into one movie, and it cut out all the elf crap and the love relationship and, like, all the all the stuff that shouldn't have been there was cut out. So I had a great time watching those that one Hobbit movie. Okay, maybe I need to watch that. Because, yeah. okay, so I love The Hobbit, the book. It's an amazing book. It's the only one of the of Tolkien's books that I've read. And yeah, they did not do it justice. No. So here's here's something funny that you're behaving this way about it, and Kyle is like, I hope it's good. So Well, a ring of fire. I haven't I know nothing about Sure, so I'll, I'll I'll help you out a little bit. I'm being like I'm being nice for differ, uh, differing opinions. I suspect it will be bad. Okay. Here but I hope it's good. Good, that's the right mentality I like. So what happened here? Is um, I I went to go look up. I had to go look up the trailer to find it, and um, when I searched for it, every single other video on YouTube was like, "Why this is going to be terrible? This is an absolute mess. Everything wrong with the Rings of Power." And I was just like, "Is there a single video that's like hopeful or like I just kind of I hope it's great and I don't really care if it's bad. Who cares? No." And I was just I I just sat there and I was just. My God, fandoms these days are just... Um, okay. And if you guys are fans of anything, I'm sorry, they're cancer. They're, they're cancer. Uh, I hate them. I hate it's, not, it's not just the, that. It's, it's not. the vocal minority. Yeah, it's easier to hate, A, and B, it's just like when you're making derivative stuff off of an IP, it either needs to be really good and justify you using the IP, or... Uh, you just shouldn't have made it as a cash grab, so which you, is, it's Amazon making probably a cash grab. Well, it like looks, that's, yeah, you know, here, since, sense. since you hate it, Eric hates it, Kyle is, uh, hopes it's good, but doesn't expect I it to be I hate the Hobbit movies, I know nothing about Rings of Power. You hope it's gonna be good. I'm gonna take the side of, I really don't, okay, I don't. I didn't read any of the Lord of the Rings books, I just read The Hobbit, like, I don't know about the second age or the first age, I've never read The Silmarillion. So I'm really going in just, I don't care if any of the characters are wrong. I don't care if all this, you know, if, the, if this guy doesn't live this long and why is he in this movie? He should be alive in the second age. I don't care about any of that crap. I'm going in because it looks pretty and I'm going to judge it for what it's trying to be. And if I have fun, that's, that's the end of that, you know. Well, let me clarify. I don't sure. hate the Hobbit books <laughs> or movies. movies because they, like, didn't include some things that I wish they included or they weren't true to the book. They're just straight up bad movies. Yeah, you're not really. I feel like we're really beating this to death, but I would just say... <laughs> yeah, we'll move on after this. Yeah, yeah. I'll edit it up. I would just say, to your point, Carl, I don't think it's that either. Mm. Or at least not for me. Okay. 
It's more that you're, are you making something within the IP of this world sure. because you have a truly convincing and compelling story to tell? Uh-huh. You have something to say and that's the reason it needs to be made? Or are you making it because you have an IP and you own it? And you're just trying to make money off of it because you have it. It's probably sounds both. like the latter. And that Amazon is the problem is with a lot of the stuff that's being made. And that's why it's just not that good. A lot of it. Yeah, I feel the same way kind of about I Star Trek. All the Star Wars stuff. I feel the same way kind of about the, the lot of the Star Trek stuff. You know, like discovering Picard. Not good stuff. Don't really like it. It's pretty bad. You know, but whatever. Um, I guess that's the last little bit of news I have. Um, the other thing is, like, a piece of news that's kind of been just around for a little while, but just want to grab your thoughts real fast, is uh, D&D Beyond is back with Wizards of the Coast. It's no longer owned by whatever company is making it before. Um, uh, it, by Twitch slash Amazon. <sighs> you know, Jeff Bezos is roll a wheel, like a wheel of three companies, and that will be one of the owners. Do you, you think know? they're going to start? God, Amazon owns Twitch. Do you, do you do you guys think they're going to start giving away D and D beyond like uh, material when you buy physical books now? Uh, no, you don't think so. Because they want to make more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just one of my biggest complaints. Was I like the physical books? I like having it. You know, I'd rather buy it there than on D&D Beyond, because you can really just search the internet and find all the stuff yeah, you need. You yeah, need, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, I don't know. I want to pay the money, but they make it hard. They make it really hard. Also, it's... You just it's, buy everything in D&D Beyond now. It's a recurring you know, subscription, yeah. isn't it? You can't just buy the content and then have it forever. You have to have a subscription to No, you buy the content, and then to... Depending on what level you want to share the content among your friends and stuff, he loves you have us. to pay a subscription. Yeah, Kyle likes pay us. that fee for all of us. <laughs> yeah, he pays like $100 a year for us to use his stuff. So that's okay. nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. that now. I know that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, you know, I just, I was hope. I guess I had, I was holding on hope that they'd treat us right with this new acquisition, but you're probably right. Money's their number one concern here. You know, all hail Bezos, I guess. Jesus. No, 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 no. We're, we're out of that now. We're into all hail Hasbro. <laughs> God. Which is like a lesser evil, probably, right? <laughs> all right, I guess. <laughs> Wait, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast? Yeah. You gotta keep up, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Hasbro was like a defunct mall store. No, they make like toys. They're like a big toy company. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, up to date, you know, that's why we run this podcast, because we are the foremost knowledge on these kinds of things. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're always learning. I learn every day. We are, we are, we are, we are. All right. <laughs> Discuss today's character. Test of character. Build your character. Ooh, I like it. He's lopping stuff on the end. It's fun. It's a fun time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I was Very excited. It. It's all going to... If this works out right, it's all going to be replaced with beautiful guitar riffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any day now. Any, any day now. <laughs> all right. So today, um, today we'll be doing... Uh, Jim Hopper is our character. He'll be a level three character, and he's being made by me, uh, Carl, and Eric is going to be my opponent, with Kyle as the judge. Now, I guess me and Eric should kind of discuss what we feel like Jim Hopper is, or like our thoughts on him in general, you know? Jim Hopper, great character, love him, 
very loyal, very brave, always rushes in to save his community. <laughs> Sounds like you're pitching your character. Was a police officer at the beginning, has since moved to sort of a rogue, gonna do the right thing, chaotic, chaotic good, good as yeah. opposed to lawful good before. Um, what else you got to add? Um... I guess just mainly I've really loved his character development over the four seasons. I really think they've done a very good job of how they've moved him forward a little slowly. You know, and then he gets Eleven in his house, and they start changing. Like, he's not a very good dad at first, and then, like, evolves more. His relationship with Joyce, the way it's evolved. They, like... You always, everyone, everyone in the world wanted that to happen. You know what I'm saying? A and good it, dad is being there for his children. Well, he went Carl. to Russia, right? He was there <laughs> for eleven when nobody else was. Until he pondered off on Joyce because he is uh, this a pitch? Wink, is wink, that died. part of the pitch? Uh, not part of the pitch. <laughs> it sounds like he's pitching already. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, I just, I just really love that they've done with this character over the whole series. Oh, little tidbit of news. Did you know? Um, there's a little uh, trivia right in here. That he, uh, David Harper, the actor, went and told the Duffer Brothers during filming of season three that he was planning to lose weight. And so they started trying to write a way for him to lose weight, but he lost it too quickly while filming season three. And in the, some of the last episodes, you can see they had to put like like fat prosthetics on his face so that he kept the, he looked the same as like the larger Harper that he'd been the whole time. Yeah, that's really? gotta feel great. Yeah. As an actor, you know, you gotta get the fat put back on. You just like that's rolls. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> then you know you've done well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know that? That's pretty fun. I hope that yeah. is. That's pretty cool. Uh, so related to the Vecna lore we were talking mm-hmm. about last week, uh, one one thing that the Duffer Brothers did was that uh, Vecna's left hand is bigger and longer, sort of referencing the left hand of Vecna. The left hand of Vecna, mm-hmm. uh, and then a little. A little bit of a stretch um, at the end. That's your specialty. <laughs> at the end, when Hopper kills the Demogorgon, mm. he first cuts off his hand, and then, if you spend your disbelief, <laughs> slices the head off with an entry point near the eye. Left hand and I have Vecna reference. I give it to the Duffers because, you know, they always pay that much attention to detail. Yeah, but if they really wanted to do it, he could have taken two swipes at the Demogorgon eye and then head. You know, like, and then he could have actually done it. Yeah. Well, it feels like a bit of a stretch. A bit of a stretch. (laughs) Bit of a stretch. Did you bring this up last episode? Uh, No, that's what I was saying. I couldn't Uh, remember the references, but uh, those are my weak uh, references. Week over week, your trivia's gotten a lot worse. And that was sort of your whole thing. Mine got better, because I had something you, that you both knew last time, and now I brought something neither of you knew, so I'm, I'm riding up on high over here. Uh, we will also, I will also be getting into some more trivia later once I present my character. Oh, same. Hint, don't hint, wink. I got you, don't um, So, mm-hmm. Kyle, uh, who's going first? How do we decide that? Uh, we decided with a trivia question uh, per our D&D. So when we play D&D, uh, for the previous session, we, we do a session recap at the beginning of every session for the previous what happened in the previous session. Last time on Dungeons & Dragons. Something exactly like that. And then we, um, we the DM asked a trivia question. Whoever gets it right um, doesn't have to do the, tri- uh, the recap and gets to assign who does have to do it. 
And the critical part of this is that the DM is not allowed to have a pre-prepared trivia question uh, so that it's annoying and usually a bad trivia it's question. It's always terrible. Yeah. You, like, look around the room and find something you can see that, like, triggers your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Which you did last week with your uh, Steve, Jeff Goldblum reference. Steve Zissou. Zissou. Yep, yeah. Yep. Oh, so my trivia question is, uh, <laughs> who is the bad guy in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Shredder. Yeah. He's one of them, at least in the movies and stuff. I don't know about the comics. Shredder is the correct answer. Shredder is the, the one that, yeah, that yeah. I was thinking. And nice. you almost said it too. You're just slow. <laughs> well, I was thinking Splinter, who's the opposite of the I mean, we could go like Bebop and Rocksteady. Similar names, you know, they both start with S, F, and E, R. It's yeah. my English knowledge coming in. I mean, it's coming hot and fast. I love it. <laughs> it's really right, useful. So I'm going out of 10 points. Oh, on each category. on each category, so that we're less likely to tie. And the, the difference between the three and four, you know, the gap is really wide to me. Like I, I dislike it when movie reviewers give five star rating. Mm. I just kind of want a little more nuance in my rating. Okay. There's I, enough stuff out there. I like it. I, so I, I'm doing ten. Five was just an easy number to settle on the beginning. I man. do have a pre-prepared trivia question in case there's a tie. And that'll be the test oh, of the knowledge. Oh, that's the, that the tiebreaker. Literally a test of character. Oh, a trivia question about Hopper. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Sean Austin. <laughs> that's exactly. So Carl has one extra point. Austin, you also mispronounced Dang David it. Harbour earlier. I thought you I said Harper. Harper so. Did I say Harper? Correction. I Correction. <laughs> Man, I thought I said Harper. <laughs> I you meant know, to correct you earlier, but I got distracted. We are the foremost knowledge, as I've said. So just listen to what we say and take also, it. Also, Carl, you won the trivia, right? Yeah. So I would say that rather than having to go first, I know. you get to decide when you want to go. Yeah, I, okay. So I noticed last time as the judge, going second, I remember the second character a lot more, and they ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Who ended up winning? But. There was some clear, yeah, there was a clear. Uh, connection there, I would say. I think, I, I think the words I, that should have come out was Eric and <laughs> I am intrepid, and I'm going to go first. Oh, oh, nice use of intrepid. Good callback. All oh, right, and because I was a judge last time, and realizing that I forgot the first person stuff a lot, I have this to hand to you as soon as I'm done with everything that I think is important right here. On this piece of paper, so you won't forget it. Nice bonus points. I don't have that prepared because mine is so great that he'll just remember You're so dumb, it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we have this beautiful screen here. Um, My character right there! We gotta look at it! Yeah, that's just cheating. We're doing this in your house. (laughs) Uh, We can pause and let Eric figure out how to do this if he wants before his turn comes up. I have no issue with that. I don't need silly little tricks to win. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These are just things I realized from uh, judging, Eric. These aren't tricks. All right. Um, so, first of all, there's level three character. Present your character build. I went. Um, I think we said... We wait, wait. Go- what was your stipulation provided to you by Eric? Oh, yeah. So, yes. we decided that stipulations from now on are going to be solely class stipulations, meaning the other person will give you one class that you must use at least one or more levels, depending on the max, the high level, Mm -hmm. whatever the character is. Mm -hmm. So they're all going to be level stipulations. Yes, and the one that Eric gave to me was my Jim Hopper had to be at least one level of monk. Because... 
he uses his fists to fight everybody. Because he's, he's, he's a one-punch man. He's a punchy boy. Don't worry, I was already making him a monk, so thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, I ended up going a one-level, first-level barbarian, and the next two levels of monk. Okay. Ooh, two-level monk. Two-level monk. So, what this does for me is, it first of all, um, gives me rage. Gives me unarmored defense. I can choose either one that I want. I can use the monk version or the what barbarian version. race did you choose? Race. I chose um, half-orc as my race. Mm. Because he literally seems to die in the end of episode three, but ends up in Russia and alive and doing great. So I felt like uh, having him pop up from the ground at least once in some fashion was very thematic to his character. That's the half-orc racial. Half-orc racial. Which is, what is that called again? Um, it is called Relentless Endurance. When you are reduced to zero hit points but not killed, you can drop to one hit point instead once per long rest. Great feat. Amazing feat. Great feat, great feat. And this is also another one of the uh, orc, half-orc racials, Savage Attacks. When you score a critical hit, roll one of the weapon's dice one additional time and add it to the extra damage. And he's a one-punch man kind of guy. Mm, so you're smashing, like that you're smashing those criticals, you just boom. Honestly, I down. feel like Relentless Endurance is, is such an obvious choice for Hopper. Yes. Almost like a required choice, really. <laughs> Based on what, what, what you see in the show. It happens many times. It does. It does. That he should go down, but he doesn't. There are other ways to show his resilience. Surely, surely. I'm excited to see. And then uh, Savage Attacks, that's a great addition. Yeah. Savage Attacks. Um, and I guess I'll list my uh, ability scores off real quick, just to have them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my Strength at 14, so plus 2. Dexterity, 14, so plus 2. Con at 16. So nice plus three, which is his highest score because I feel like he's just he's just he makes doesn't sense. he doesn't go down. Makes sense. Um, intelligence at an eight, uh, so that's a, that's a minus one. He's not very smart. Um, wisdom, fourteen plus two because he does figure things out, but it's it's kind of just he has gut feelings yeah. to solve some things. I agree with that. Also, I needed fourteen wisdom to become a monk, so I needed that. Um, and then charisma is an eight minus one. Why did you need fourteen? Wisdom? To multi-class, you, the requirement is fourteen wisdom to multi-class into monk. Yeah, it's part of D and D. The rule. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the multi-class multi-class page in the player's handbook, it gives you the requirements. You know. Um, and then charisma Good. eight minus one because he's not he's he's not very charismatic. He's he's kind of fat most of the time. He's rude. You know. He's not he's not very. He doesn't have it going on a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, and then you know, for my barbarian class, I got the rage. Which helps him take less damage, helps him do more damage with anything that is a strength attack. That's going to be punching, long swords, anything of that nature. Um, as I said before, the unarmored defense, because the man wears like a, a shirt. He, he just puts like a shirt on, but just doesn't go down. So he has yeah, a lot of unarmored, AC. Um, unarmored defense, or just, you know, a lack of armor is really appropriate for a lot of these regular old human characters, you know. They are. They are, for sure. So, so I, if you can find a way to make it into the build and still have it be combat effective, all the better. No problem. And my armor class does come out to 15, which as level 3 is not, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Um, and then there's something. It's in the new... Um, optional rules that came with, I believe it was Tasha's Cauldron was the optional rules were? Was that where they are? Can't yes. remember. Yes, it I, is. I did mean to clarify that. That is why um, last <laughs> Oh week... my god. <laughs> you didn't need to stop justifying your character <laughs> no, from last week. No, I'm just week. explaining... <laughs> 
if that was confusing, <laughs> there's optional rules which expand different classes' spell lists as well as provide you can change a racial's stat bonuses to whatever you want. Yes, and so mine that I got for the monk, you get it at level 2, which is why I went to level 2 monk, it's, it was for this optional thing, is dedicated weapon. And how the wording goes is whenever you finish a short or long rest, you can touch one weapon and then count that weapon as a monk weapon until you use this feature again. The weapon must be a simple or martial weapon that you're proficient with and must lack the heavy and special properties. Meaning I can turn my ranged weapons into my monk weapons. Or I can change that longsword that he picks up in the end into a monk weapon. Wow, that's really nice. I love that. Boom shakalaka. That's so, very good. Um, there we go with that. And um, the skills I chose, because these all felt like very hoppery skills, was I'm proficient in athletics. Insight, because he's a cop, he figures stuff out. Intimidation, because he doesn't persuade anyone of anything, he just intimidates them. That He does that every single time. Um, investigation, again, back to the cop, figuring things out. And survival, because he, he escapes prison and runs through the woods with a broken foot. And, really? You know, a perfect uh, skill list. I think that's perfect. Good justification. And we should grab my background. I went investigator as my background. Um, and the feature for investigator is official inquiry. You're experienced at gaining access to people and places to get the information you need through a combination of fast-talking, determination, and official-looking documentation. You can gain access to a place or an individual related to a crime you're investigating. He does that all the time. Those who aren't involved in your investigation avoid impeding you or pass along your requests. Additionally, local law enforcement has firm opinions about you, viewing you as either a a nuisance or one of their own. So, I feel like that really fits the character of Hopper quite well. Yep. That's um, perfect. Yeah. And my weapon proficiencies. I am proficient with all weapons, meaning Hopper can use anything he comes across. He picks up a flamethrower, he picks up a, a rifle, he picks up a longsword, he punches people in the face, he has a handgun. He can use whatever he wants, and that, with my dedicated weapon, makes them all very good monk weapons. Very nice. And here's the thing about my combat effectiveness at level three, I have at least minimum two attacks every single turn. That's pretty strong, level three. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, and mm. here's a last little piece that you guys might like here. So, there's a little piece of trivia I want to bring in. Do you remember the longsword he picks up and uses to kill the Demogorgon? Oh, I, I have the same thing in my character. This is why I wanted to go first. Yep, this is the lore <laughs> I was going to bring so, up. So, if you didn't notice, it's the same prop used by Arnold Schwarzenegger when he plays oh, never mind. Conan the Barbarian. One level barbarian. Oh, very ah, nice. It's the lovely. same actual sword. Same actual sword from that movie. Okay, and if you believe, my yeah, lore is a little different. Um, Thank God. So I've also Wait, what do you mean it's the same sword from that movie? They like, have it in D&D? Oh. No, like it's it's the one used in Conan the Barbarian like as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, hence why you're a barbarian. Right, right. Okay. Yes. Very cool. So I just saw that you had cool. a special sword, so, so I was getting ahead of myself. this I pulled up here because we don't know what that sword is, right? Of course. It looks pretty special. Yeah. And there is a sword in D&D. Okay, yeah, so this is my same thing. <laughs> Called the Sword of Cass. 
Yes, the sword of Cass. I have lots to say about it. Which is the sword <laughs> for Cass, who is Vecna's like a lieutenant and right hand man. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so he doesn't have to have it, but I found it in there, and it kind of looks the same. If you like, look at this thing, it like looks pretty similar. That looks extremely similar. Okay, so <laughs> I, I can talk a long time about the sword of Cass. I can do that on and, my And turn. that's pretty much my okay. character. Um, I don't want to take up too much more time. Uh, mm-hmm. We can move to Eric here to, uh, in a second here. Oh, interesting, interesting. So, so that, that's it. That was very good. It was succinct. You got through everything. I think, um, yeah, I liked a lot about it. Did you go over your level one feet for giving? Oh, you're right. I did not, but it is right here. So this is up to you to tell me what is allowed, um, because what I have right now initially is crossbow expert, because... I can use crossbows and whatnot if that counts as firearms, you know, is that if that's equivalent of like a handgun or an AR. Sure, whatever, yeah. But if not, I would have taken firearm specialist, which gives me access to firearms, using them in all kinds of like look, you can use your firearm in a bonus attack with crossbow where you can shoot your crossbow and have a bonus attack with a weapon. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think if I were rule of cooling if I were a DM in this scenario, which I guess I sort of am, I would say you know, in this world, you don't need a feat to become a proficient in firearms. I would agree with that. You can gain, like, uh, a ranged weapon proficiency is a firearm. Well, don't worry. I the completely agree yeah. with that. So then if you want me to take firearm specialist to be able to use firearms, that last line there is pretty nice. When you use the attack action and attack with a one-handed weapon, you can use a bonus action to attack with a loaded firearm with a light proficiency. Would that give you three attacks in one? If time? I want to use flurry of blows? It would. Oh yeah. So three attacks. If well, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, which of these do you? Which one of these are you saying you took? Like which one's per, the preferred one to you? Oh, I would and take. I, I would take is. firearms because he, he uses oh, firearms. Then absolutely, yeah. Firearm specialist, meaning he's already proficient and he can be special. And I'm already proficient yeah. in crossbows because I'm a barbarian. I'm a fish proficient in everything. Totally get it. Don't need it. Love it. Yeah. So there we are. There I am. Very um, nice. I character. think your character was very good. Oh, thank you. Why not, not quite as good as mine. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, you're very silent, so you must have a lot of ammunition right. here. All right, Eric, you are the all defending right. champion. I am up. So my stipulation was one level of paladin, because Hopper starts out as a police officer, lawful good, which yep, is yep. very in line with the paladin. Yep. So I did one level paladin, two levels of fighter, and my race is Goliath. And so I chose Goliath for the various features that he has. So Goliath gives you natural athlete, which you have proficiency in the athletic skill. I think that's pretty self-explanatory for Hopper. He has Goliaths get Stone's Endurance, which as a reaction, you can reduce damage dealt to you by 1d12 plus 3 for short rest. Really good. Which is relevant to his resilience. Sure. Powerful build. You count as one size larger, and although Hopper isn't necessarily one size larger in the D&D sense, he is definitely a large man, a, a commanding presence. He's a little bit of a big boy. In the Stranger Thing universe. But compared to, like, the children he's fighting with most of the time. That's so huge. true. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the most characters. No, yeah, he's definitely presented as someone, like the one-shot, one-punch-man, right? physical presence is, is intimidating. Yes, yeah. which is exactly what a Goliath is, physical right. presence. And then the last feature, which is my favorite, Mountainborn, 
You don't suffer the penalties for being in high altitudes and have resistance to cold damage, which I thought was very fitting for Hopper. He loses his boots when he's escaping <laughs> prison and then runs doesn't for like get many cold. miles in the cold and doesn't like lose his feet. <laughs> With a broken ankle. So like obviously that's pretty built in. Yeah. So he's got something going on. One of my yeah. things that like reminded me of this when I saw Mountainborn is when he's uh when they're going back into the prison to kill the Demogorgons, he, like, opens the hatch to, like, look at the prison, because they're walking through the sewers to get back there, and he's, like, not wearing anything, and you're just like, how is he not <laughs> cold? Because he's a Goliath. He's a mountain man! Alright. I like um, that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It really only pertains to mostly the last season, but I give it to you. <laughs> yeah, when he's in Russia. Good sure. synergy. Well, you know, we're doing the level three hopper, right? You know, they level up over time, a lot of these characters. <laughs> yeah. Get better, get some attributes. Uh, the hopper gets worse. He gets less meat on his bones. So, I'm sorry. It's your turn. So, class <laughs> features. Uh, he has... Second Wind and Lay on Hands, which both are healing spells, which add to his resiliency that we've talked about this whole time. Couple that with Stone's Endurance from Gladiator, he can take a lot of punishment. Right. Okay. Uh, Also gets Action Surge, of course, as a fighter, which is good in any combat scenario. Mm -hmm. Definitely appropriate. I'm I'm sorry, I may have missed this. Did you go two fighter, one paladin, or two two paladin, one fighter? One paladin and two fighters. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you started paladin, though. Yes. Okay. And then... What are your attributes? Mm. Oh, yes. My attributes are 17 strength plus 3, 12 dexterity plus 1, 16 constitution plus 3, mm. which I will, which uh, comes from my feet bumps me up to that 16, which I'm going to next. Intelligence, 8 minus 1. Wisdom and Charisma zeros at 10 and 11. Okay, okay. Uh, so my level 1 feat that I chose is Tavern Brawler, which you can increase your strength or con by 1. I increase mm-hmm. my con to give me that plus 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tavern Brawler is you are proficient with improvised weapons. Your unarmed mm-hmm. strike uses a D4 for damage. When you hit a creature with an unarmed strike or an improvised weapon on your turn, you can use a bonus action to attempt to grapple the target. So I thought that was pretty self-explanatory. He does grapple that Demogorgon in uh, last season. He's definitely a Tavern Brawler just by nature. That yeah. is... Standard hopper. Doesn't he come into work one day and like put liquor in his coffee before like anyone talks to him or something? I might be wrong. He but... definitely drinks a lot during a couple of the seasons. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, I love that one. That's a great one. Uh, my background is City Watch Investigator, which is pretty similar to yours. Your experience in enforcing the law and dealing with lawbreakers gives you a feel for local laws and criminals. You can easily find the local outpost of the watch or a similar organization and just as easily pick out the dens of criminal activity in a community. They're pretty much the same. (laughs) Almost like they're both investigative things. insanely similar. Yeah, Yeah. why are there even two of those? (laughs) Uh, So my inventory... Wait, wait, wait. For inventory, can we go do skills? Skills. Mm. I have the exact same skills as Carl. Athletics, insight, intimidation, investigation. (laughs) I also have perception because I got athletics from Goliath. Basically, all the attributes of a good cop slash investigator. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. similar to Carl's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because that's what he is, you know? Um, so you went in perception instead of survival. Carl went survival. I think that's a yeah, pretty similar trade-off type thing. I wouldn't give one a more points for one or the other. I wow. think they're both good. His survival wow. is, you know, found in his features, which allow oh, okay. him to survive many attacks. Uh, <laughs> my AC is 20. Ooh, way bigger than mine. Because I have... Plate and a shield. And before you say that he cannot get these things, he is a police officer. He, they have things like a riot shield. I mean, as you know, well, the, the shield it doesn't doesn't that refer to the uh, the badge? Exactly. You're helping him a lot with that one. That's uh, stretch. That's a stretch. Now, it's <laughs> his favorite thing to do. Now, plate may be a stretch because you know a Kevlar vest. Is, it could be said to be a leather vest, but in the world of Stranger Things, the Kevlar vest is as powerful of a defense as it comes. It I think Kevlar is much more arms. akin to plate. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so sure. he has 20 armor, and then his weapon is Sword of Cass. Let me <laughs> tell, tell us about that. <laughs> let me talk to you about the Sword of Cass. So, when Vecna grew in power, he appointed a lieutenant, Cass the Bloody-Handed. And Cass the Bloody-Handed was his right-hand man and his bodyguard. And he wielded the sword, Sword of Cass, which is a sentient weapon. Mm -hmm. Now, the lore of Sword of Cass is kind of divided whether it's actually... Cass's personality in the sword, or if it is something separate entirely, Mm -hmm. because what happens is when Cass kills Vecna, the only things that are remaining are the left hand and eye of Vecna Mm -hmm. and the sword. They both essentially die from their confrontation. Yep. So sometimes they say that it's Cass's persona in the sword, sometimes it's elsewhere. And Throughout the history of D&D, this sword has been changed. It was a short sword at first in the original Gary Gygax version. It was Interesting, so a, it could have been like a dex weapon at first. It was a two-handed sword in another version. There's many versions, I'm not going to go through all of them, but mm-hmm. most recently it was a long sword. Which very much, as he pointed out before, <laughs> resembles the sword it looks just, that crazy. Hopper picked up. And there's no way <laughs> in my they, mind yeah. that they did not. Do it that it on seems purpose. intentional. Yes. Yeah. Go look up the Sword of Cass if you're listening yes. to this. It's, it's yeah. also it's, said that the Sword of Cass is the only thing that can kill Vecna. Yep. And so I see no way that that's, this sword does not come back in season five and play a part in killing Vecna. I think Hopper legitimately is holding it. So to have him wield the sword of Cass is completely legitimate. Wow. By that's the a way, really good point. Sword of Too bad, Carl. <laughs> I know. My intrepidness is really good. Going first. Yeah, the Sword of Cass, by the way, is extremely powerful so dandy weapon. In the original versions, the, a curse the first edition, Gary Gygax mm-hmm. version, it was a plus six Holy sword. Holy mother of which God! Which doesn't even exist now. What? In the D&D Beyond version, it is a plus three sword, and it's a long sword, so it's 1d8 slashing. Yep. But you get all kinds of shit. You get four random properties, one minor, or no, two minor and two major 
Artifact, artifact rolled properties. One mm-hmm. benefit, one minor and one major being beneficial. One minor, one major being detrimental. When the sword is on your person, you add a d10 to your initiative at the start of every combat. When you use an attack action to attack with the sword, you can transfer some or all of its attack bonus to your armor class instead, just increasing his resiliency. Mm-hmm. Wow! You can cast spells with it. There's a bunch of shit. Isn't there a curse involved? Uh, yeah, they don't really go into the curse on really? the D&D Beyond one, or do they? I think they do. It's the detrimental properties that you get. So, here it is. Um, if the sword isn't bathed in blood within one minute of being drawn from its scabbard, its wielder must make a DC 15 charisma saving throw. On a successful save, the wielder takes... This is no th- joke for either of your characters. It's, it's yeah. gonna, trust me, I think if this, is the, if this is the actual yeah. sword, it's going to mess up Hopper in the next season like crazy. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so you take 3d6 psychic damage... On a failed save, that's on a that's on a success. <laughs> yeah, on, on a success. success. <laughs> on a failed save, the wielder is dominated by the sword, as if by the dominate monster spell, and the sword demands that it be bathed in blood. The spell effect ends when the sword's demand is met. So I mean, that's awesome. The whole point of being a paladin fighter with the sword of chaos is to rush in and get that bloody to see as possible. The, the, so the only I don't know <laughs> if that would be an issue. That sounds so cool, but <laughs> I can already tell you that any D and D group I've ever run would be like bathed in blood. We're going to the farm, we're getting a bunch of cow blood, we're carrying it around with us, we're going to put it in the thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It wouldn't, would be, like, be a problem that you would ever would, have to deal yeah, with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They'd no. be getting around it. Yeah. Like, all right, it's yeah. been like, uh, it's been nine rounds, but to pull out my vial of sheep blood. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, players are smart, man. <laughs> See, <I laughs> They're dumb that, and smart. <laughs> I think that might be all for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, did you give us your feature? I think you did. Uh, yes. Tavern Brawl. That's right. Tavern Brawl. Which I really liked. Okay, okay. Um, you have so what are your weapon, your weapon proficiencies or everything? I yeah. Okay. So my my character's built around resiliency. He's got twenty AC. He's got tons of different features to help him survive. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the sword of chaos. Yeah, we both. That doesn't help. <laughs> I we know, both but chose it's just it. so cool. I love that weapon. Sorry, right, the sword of chaos is from Conan the Barbarian, so the it really helps pl- out my barbarian. The build, yeah. plus six <laughs> that it was given to in the first few iterations. There's no weapon. Like, that so comes close stupid. to that. so stupid. <laughs> yeah. There's no weapons in 5e that are better than plus 3, oh so just God. to like, imagine something better than that in previous versions of D&D is awesome. I just love that there was a sword that yeah. was plus yeah. 6. Yeah. yeah, no, I like your builds. I like your, I like both our builds, honestly. They're both pretty combat effective, too, at level 3. Yeah, my main thing was combat effectiveness. Don't worry, 20 I, AC at level 3. I got rage, half damage, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which also fits very well. Yeah, alright. Alright. Uh man, this is this is a little tougher, I feel like, than our uh not not tougher only tougher because uh, the characters are much more similar than they ended up being in the first episode. Yes. So but so it was really gonna come down to the m- minor distinctions. Similar yeah. even though we didn't overlap classes. Not which one, is not a single class, yeah. Yeah, that's not really a single level of a single class, but yeah. Both very true you know, yeah. true to the character is gonna be high for sure. Face your judgment. 
unorganized they are. Yeah. Governments don't don't deal with that just, kind of stuff. They found that weapon in the weapon locker. I'm like, there you go. It's not that they knew it yeah. came out of the gate. It just went overlooked. Yeah, when they were gentlemen, we're back, <laughs> and Eric is complaining about the government. <laughs> The Russian government during the Cold War or now. did not keep track of the weapons it gave to prisoners to fight Demogorgons. But do, <laughs> do you think they pulled it out of like a gate they had there? Or? Maybe. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying Why is, would... even if they did that, they didn't account for that when they were giving the weapons to prisoners to yeah, fight the Demogorgons. That was you're an probably. oversight. Okay. All right. Well, that's both of our presentations here, Kyle. Uh, we're ready for the... Shall we get into the judging? For the judging. Oh, he, takes, he picks up my piece of paper. Good, good. <laughs> Excellent. I feel like I was born to judge people. So, <laughs> something I love doing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, in combat effectiveness, um, should I go down... Uh, the way you did it, Carl, which mm-hmm. I liked, was you went through one... Well, you went through each category for each character. Yes. Rather than going across the board. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep that going. Okay. Um, okay, so combat effectiveness, Carl. Um, you had 15 AC. I assume you guys probably have around the same health. So Eric will have a higher health pool. So and more effective health with the uh, with the additional features that he has, such as land winds wind. and second wind. Yep. Right, so Eric is more hardy in that way. But you do have the bounce back mechanic. And rage. Uh, and rage, which is have, have incredibly damage. effective, especially at low levels. Uh, especially, let's think about if you're playing a Stranger Things campaign, where Everyone you put a hopper damage. fighting most of the time, almost exclusively physical damage. My total, right? my total pool of health <laughs> regained is 15, and which is almost half my HP. I have a little more than you, but I did roll really well on my health rolls. I had 36 HP. Oh, I've been rolling health. I've been doing the auto health because rolling health is just, it's random. It doesn't, yeah. yeah. It does seem more fair to do the auto health. But either way, you both have a lot of health. <laughs> I think you're fine. Uh, yeah. And, so 15 potential health healing as well as reducing up to 1d12 plus 3 health. <laughs> just so. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think I think in terms of in endurance levels, mm. you're, the characters are really similar. I, I think they play out as really both would play would out agree. as great yeah. frontline tanks, yep. bruiser tanks, right? So I think you're you're going to be scored pretty much similarly there. One um, one thing of my combat effectiveness that I forgot was my fighting style as a fighter. I chose superior technique, which allows you to have one battle master technique, which I chose as maneuvering strike, which allows you when you hit an enemy to move one of the players on the board 15 feet without taking an attack of opportunity from the creature you attacked, which I thought was very relevant because he, you know, leads people in battle most recently mm. yeah. against the Demogorgon. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So that gives him that little bit of a leader uh, characteristic. Um, so I think that's that that goes to the effectiveness. I I do think I have to give Carl the edge slightly on combat effectiveness. You you do your similar durability, but in terms of raw, you know, like DPR damage per round mm-hmm. that you're going to be putting out, I think that Carl would have the edge. Um, just because he's going to be getting multiple attacks. <laughs> he's going to be getting multiple attacks in. I think my resilience is better. I have 20 AC to his 15. Rage, bud. 20 AC. Barbarians aren't but AC I just things. don't even get hit. Barbarians aren't 20 AC, AC is huge. 
Um, we I haven't really three. we haven't really seen the full scale of what we're going to be able to produce. We've made a lot of characters. I think these are definitely both really good front, uh, you know, front line fighting mm-hmm. characters. I'm going to give Carl the slight edge on combat effectiveness with a nine, and uh, Eric, I'm going to give you a ten or an eight. Sorry. No, this does that doesn't have. This, since you've already graded him, this is just kind of me talking about how fun this character seems to be with the firearm specialist and the dedicated weapon. Like my offhand, my gun could be the monk weapon. So if you want to do flurry of blows, you just blow people up. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I think he's got like a little bit more versatility with the range. You know, being uh, being able to be effective. You have some key points, which I think are generally. Going to be Dodge, a little more blows. effective early on, you know. So I, I just think it, it edges uh, your character out slightly. Yes, but both very high scores. Nine and eight are great scores. Great scores. <laughs> disagree. Out, out of combat effectiveness. Now maybe you guys would disagree, and I'd love to hear you argue about this. Okay. But I think they're both mediocre out of combat. Really, nothing to write home about. I like the. Uh, styling that you put on it. I think you've chosen all the right skills. You both chose feats or uh, backgrounds and mm-hmm. features from the backgrounds that are right on point. But I, I, you know, I'd give them somewhere around a five or a six. I think I'm going to give them a six because they seem really hoppery. I think they'd be really good at the one thing that they do, which is investigate, yeah. intimidate, yeah. I mean, and maneuver their way through confrontation. The same yeah. skills, yeah. very similar so, um, backgrounds. I guess features, one thing that so. might be able to decipher a difference is what tools are you proficient in? Uh, none. I'm proficient <laughs> in disguise kit and thieves tools. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, well, I know more languages than you. I know celestial, common, deep speech, uh, and giant. Okay, this, I'm uh, sorry, this isn't true to character. It's out of combat effect. Mm-hmm. No, so you're correct. Okay. I was going to hate on that because that's not Hopper at all. But, <laughs> but for out of combat, sure, that works. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I do, I'm looking at Carl's languages right now, and I do kind of like orc as a choice because it seems very close to Russian. And he kind of gets a little Russian in his vocab by the end. And uh, seems celestial like a nice... and deep speech is how you communicate with the upside down. Oh, creature. sure, sure, but he doesn't really. Does <laughs> but it. he's obviously going. Remember, that's trueness of character, not out of combat. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But we're in the we're in the world of the character when we're playing. Okay, in yeah, my sure. mind. Okay, right. Yeah, that makes so sense. I yeah. think that if I were going to make Russians, I'd probably make him speak Orkish in quotes. You know? Okay, but he definitely goes to the when he goes to assault the uh, facility the where prison. Eleven's hold. Oh yeah, yeah the, the research facility. He deals with he deals with the upside down creatures <laughs> all the time. All right, I think due to <laughs> the stretching, the stretching. pitch of your voice, I'm going to just give you guys a tie on this one. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I think I really don't think that the skills edge it out. You know, like those are nice skills to have. I don't think you see them. You know, they're they're fine. And you have divine sense, right? As a paladin, yes. you could also argue that that'd be pretty effective Very good when you're for yeah. upside yeah. down. So I, I think there's a little. Uh, you know, some trade-offs there that okay. equal out. That works. So, uniqueness. You both have the Sword of Cast, <laughs> which is obviously incredibly unique. Um, I I really like, what were you saying? Yeah, the Barbarian. Although, you, yeah, so the Barbarian level is, is definitely good. Um, I think it's justified in that way. In terms of uniqueness, mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing is a lot of, like down the line character build you know yeah. like especially with your build eric it's like one point paladin two point fighter 
you know, not getting into the spe- like some unique specialties or really, you know, like a really avant-garde background or mm. something like that. So it's not that I don't think that they're, I think they're really, really, really true to character. Sure. But like none of the things other than the sort of cast, which you both have, were like, <laughs> holy shit, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. I think I am going to give Carl the slight edge here in uniqueness. Because I really like the the second level monk specialty that you took that allows him to not just be okay at like, you know, whatever weapon, but actually be proficient in it. Like he picks up a sword and he's gonna be amazing with it. Yeah, which is how Hopper kind of plays out. So many different things on my turn. I have a maneuvering strike, I can action surge, I can lay the hands on myself. That sounds like combat effect. Like, that's all combat. That's all combat, which we gave you very even <laughs> you know, very nearly even scores on. <laughs> Nearly even, <laughs> nearly even scores on. Um, I think I think the problem we're seeing here is that you guys did a, both did a great job, yeah. and they're both very similar builds. Yep. So that like the the discrepancy is going to be minor. Yeah, where you're going to make your your distance from the other person is going to be very small things. And you know what? I, I kind of discounted it earlier, but frankly, I slightly give the edge to survival. Over uh, persuasion. Over persuasion. Perce- Perce- Perception. Perception. That was it. Yeah. Perception uh, is the most common skill. It's a great skill, but <laughs> also seems to be a little more appropriate. <laughs> anyway, we're very talking. Necessary we're talking. We're talking about. We're which talking, is what? None of this features none, our territory. None of this matters really, because really, what we're talking about is uniqueness. And so that's uniqueness of the things that you found to adapt to the character. And I, and I think it's more unique, ultimately, to adapt Hopper to a monk than it is to a fighter. And that's why I'm going to give Carl the slight edge uh, of a 7 to a 6 in uniqueness. Uh, monks are also way, way less played than fighters because they're generally less effective. So finding a way to make generally it effective, I think less effective. Impressive. Yeah, you gave combat effect. Generally speaking, which in unique instances, which they, they can be really good. Action surge <laughs> overtakes anything he has in you terms do, of combat. You did it one time, but I'm attacking three times around. Like, Once per short rest, which is very effective. Three times around. I think yeah. action surge is really, really good when combined with other really strong features. Like. On its Oh, like like my maneuvering strike, like maneuvering my strike. <laughs> no, maneuvering that's not, strike. Let's not overemphasize giving maneuvering enough credit strike. to maneuvering strike. You can get someone out of a dangerous situation without taking a time of opportunity. At level three, I can also heal other people with my lay on hands. I can are, pick them up. Are you arguing your combat effect? I'm going again? back was, to combat effect. Two rounds ago. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so going forward, you have to make up two points here. I'm very excited to see if you can do it. Uh, I think you should go back and give me another one in combat effect. <laughs> he did this last time. Don't let him do it. <laughs> it says the judge from last time. <laughs> yeah, so I say we should let yeah, him do it. Yeah, I shouldn't let him do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and then we're then we're down to trueness. Uh, to character. I think you both did a phenomenal job. Not once in the reading of anything that you guys were saying was I was like, did I think, oh, that's a bit of a reach. You know, I thought it was really, really, really on point. I thought you guys did a great job. My features are more true to the character. Cold resistance. I mean, come on. Yeah, I did really like the cold resistance. For season four, sure. 
Yeah, the Goliath being a little bit larger. Race to yeah. go with Hopper. The half orc we we like, but it really is just going to combat effect. Ha- he's not half Russian, no, agree, is he? But, is he half Russian? No, half orc. Oh, that's <laughs> Russian. Oh my dialogue. god! <laughs> is he gonna give points dog for being aggressive? <laughs> it's absurd. What? I'm using literally the point that you came Hostile up with. Hostile witness. Yeah, no. He could have some Russian ancestry. Oh can, my god. Half orc. Natural word athlete. Word Stones is- endurance. Powerful build. Mountain born. All perfectly relate to Hopper. That was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Half orc. Alright. You can yell at me. I can hear you. Here, here, here we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I, I, I think that this is totally fair. Trunus to character. I'm going to give Eric a nine. I'm going to give Carl an eight. Yes. I oh, think you're right. right on. Yes. Which is a which is a one point difference, yes. um, meaning that uh, Carl will win. However, I'd love to do the trivia. However, I, I do think we should do the trivia worth one point. Congratulations! Yeah, congrats. I think. Well, 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 let's not congratulate anyone just yet. But you said I won. Oh, wait, I said Carl would win. Oh, oh he's pulling God. a Carl! He's pulling a Carl! That was but the I like, tie! But I liked... Yeah, I have it written as a tiebreaker in my score sheet. But I really want my trivia to mean something. And um, that's more important to me than the fairness of the game. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also... I'm okay uh, with tying. It wouldn't bother me. What? Then who would we take into the, the combat? I think both ours would be really good in combat. So. Would we take mine into the combat because I won without the time reading? We'd sure. leave it down into selection because you might beat me on the next one and want to take other character. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. 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 So, yeah, you know, it's really, you know, it's selective, selective. Uh, we could leave it to a fan vote for all of our listeners, you know. <laughs> oh, all, yeah. All of our all one. <laughs> Many of them. Um, <laughs> That's up to the fan. Here, the real reason to do this, too, uh, so for the historical knowledge of our audience, um, we ask a trivia question at the beginning of every D&D session, and even though there are five players on average at the D&D session, sometimes six or seven, Carl wins like eighty percent of them. More than eighty percent. Against five people. Let, let alone just time. Eric. So Carl's still heavily favored here. <laughs> this is gonna be the time that he fucking crushes <laughs> um, Excuse my French. Here's here's the um here's the tiebreaker. You know what? We're gonna make it worth two points so there won't be a tie. <laughs> yes! This is the worst. <laughs> I'm, I think we're just we're, we're rolling on the fly here. We're learning. It's, it's a it's two. a hopper centric trivia question. question. <laughs> Alright, just pulling up my hopper. They're both such here? close characters. I think that's a good way to settle it. Don't you pull up his page. <laughs> I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here it is. Okay. What war is Hopper a veteran of? It's Vietnam. And as usual, Carl wins. Yeah, I was about to say Vietnam. I didn't I purpose. Think, I think our listeners are going to be really happy about that. I'm happy with it because I really wanted Carl to win. I gave it to Carl based because he won based he on gonna... the stats. I just didn't say Vietnam. It was Vietnam or Korea. He's kind of sick best. Just, we're, not, we're not video recording this, but Eric definitely was not about to say Vietnam. <laughs> 
I really was on the tip of my head. But I didn't purposefully hold back. That was a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a wild coming, yeah. No, thank you, thank you everyone for yeah. that yeah. wonderful so again, dessert win. Congratulations. I think my character is definitely better in combat and I was stripped of the combat effectiveness score. But I think yours was great too. Hey, so dude, your I give it good. to you. You guys, in, in my most humble yeah. way possible, <laughs> congratulate. Thanks. You're never, you're never more than one point off in any category, and I think any category could have been tied or slightly in the favor of one person. Yeah, so. like combat effectiveness. <laughs> He's really going back at that. Uh, you know. <laughs> We we may have to test it on the battlefield at one point. It's okay. You know? I won by three points, so it's all right. Oh yeah, yeah I think you got <laughs> good point. Good point. A little one-on-one arena. We that could, could be fun. We could settle it. We could settle it. You could do a, like a really quick version of it. Yeah. The just thing you is, you'd have, to, you'd have to play multiple rounds, you know, because there's a lot of rolling. But. Yeah, yeah. And if like you go first in initiative, it's like, oh boy, you get an entire turn. Oh, that doesn't really matter to me because I have 20 AC, so it'll never hit me. <laughs> Do you have extra 10 feet of movement speed? I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do, so you can't catch me. I can literally move 10 feet more than you I don't know. There's a lot going on with all these characters. Also, remember I if think, I'm a monk, I, I can disengage his bonus. So we can just disengage, run farther than him, and never catch me. Boom, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can heal myself. Well, great. Okay. So, Seventeen times. So, Carl won. <laughs> Carl did win. Should I announce it? All right. All right. I'll, I'll announce oh. it because... I, Eric Schultz, am going to be the judge next week. So the characters that Kyle and Carl are making are going to be based on Max Mayfield. Mm. She takes a pivotal central role in the fourth season. And in my opinion, maybe exhibit some powers that will become more prevalent in season five. Mm, okay. So what are your stipulations, Carl? Your stipulation for Kyle first. Uh, my stipulation for Kyle is, again, we're doing level three characters. So one of those three levels must be cleric. My reasoning is she she puts herself in harm's way to save her friends to help her friends to 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 even like heal them sometimes you know like she ditches Mm -hmm. on them a lot of times when she's going through this like messed up depression stress because she doesn't want to put that on her friends like it kind of translates thank you (laughs) except she also actually at one point mentions that they like suggest a a non-character that doesn't really have any screen time as someone who should they can like put in harm's way instead of her, and she's yep. like, "Nah, no way, we're not doing that." That's I'm prepared for it. I'm yep. ready. Yeah, she definitely puts herself cool. in harm's way. Uh, cleric, uh, I accepted. Uh, cleric <laughs> sounds great. Uh, cleric, uh, I've built many clerics <laughs> and played many clerics, and I happen to think that they're overall the best class in D and D. So best D and D class cleric. Yeah, they might be. Year might be right. first. So. <laughs> And then we all think the same thing. Find me on that one. Um, yeah. Uh, so my stipulation for you for Max Mayfield is going to be that she has to be at least one level of rogue. Mm. Uh, the reason for that is rogues have a wide range of competencies. Uh, Max certainly is sort of like 
She's really good at everything she tries to do, yep. even yep. if it's just kind of thrown at her. And she's much more competent than her peers at a wide range of things. She mm. comes into the group and is immediately able to play a face role, play the, you know, behind the scenes role, getting things done, and then has a lot of uh, just... A skill monkey. A, she's good she's at skill all monkey. kinds of skills. Yeah. And she's a bit roguish. She comes from that, you know, background. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Just interjected. <laughs> Accepted. Well, I think going to say the I last thing. Rogue, you so. going to say it? She, uh... she, her, her background is like the classic rogue background. Shitty home life. Hmm. Makes you a rogue. I mean, there's nothing more strong stereotypical D and D. Parents aren't involved in your life. She has a strong. Presence. She has a strong yeah. social presence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's very reminiscent of a rogue. Yep. Both right. accepted. <laughs> Great. We're doing Max. Carl must have one in rogue. Kyle must have one in cleric. All right. I'm excited. This will be fun. I have to win. Or else, ah, that's just so sad for me. <laughs> I'll make the best character I've ever made. Yeah, right now, Carl is one and zero. I'm one and one. Kyle, zero and one. Yep. We're, we're aware of the score. There's been two episodes. <laughs> just so we're clear on the. Uh... Uh, all right, and uh, do you have an outro for us? That's your test of character. See you next week, kids. Bye bye.